Welcome back to another episode of The Banana Show. I'm your host, Anna Banana, and today's topic is going to be being, ho- being openly gay in a homophobic country like Jamaica. Um, first off, I want to say happy Black History Month. I have a lot of Black History content coming, but this one obviously won't be a Black History content. I will try to drop another episode this week, but I'm not making any promises because editing is stress. So... I have one of my college friends to come on and share his journey about what it is like to be gay and openly gay in a homophobic country like Jamaica. Um, So stay tuned for the ride, you know, enjoy the journey, comment if you enjoyed the episode, comment topics you'd like me to talk about and, you know, like, subscribe, comment, everything, all of that jazz. Go over to Google Podcasts, listen to the podcast, run up my analytics. You know the gist. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for, for, for being here. Thank you for the continuous support. And thank you for, you know, tuning in to the topic. Oh, um, my guest name is O'Neill Daly, and he will be joining me in a few. So good morning, O'Neill. I want to thank you for joining me this joining me this morning and thank you for joining the podcast episode today. And I'm just going to ask, you know, general questions about your experiences and so on and so forth. You know, let the conversation flow. I understand. I'm quite happy to be here. It's honestly I've been anticipating this meeting for some time now. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, that's great. Uh, I have a question. Well, I have many questions because it's an interview. Um, when did you first realize that you were different from everyone else? I think it started when I first realized it was all the way back in high school, around fifth form. Um, stuff that I liked personally that went against the grain than what I was that I'm normally used to. And it was actually, I had the thoughts, um, but I never really acted or said them out loud until another friend of mine came to me, um, confiding in me in regards to his feelings and his thoughts. And from there, I decided that if he could be honest with me, um, I could be honest with him. And I told them about it. And from there, it first started out as a experiment between the both of us. And I ended up liking it. And it has been a part of me ever since. So do you, knowing that we live in a homophobic country like Jamaica, does it, does it make you feel, how does that in itself make you feel that, you know, you're, rejected by a large mass of people at first because of it i kept my sexuality private um for the first two three years about that no about two years after me first um experimenting and finding out i liked it i it kept I kept it a secret because of that. And it wasn't until another group of friends of mine who actually showed me that there were persons out there who may not be off the life but are understanding before I came out. But before that, 
I was a bit scared. So I did everything that I could to keep it private. I understand that because living in a country like Jamaica, where our very culture itself or very music itself um, repels homosexuality, it repels, you know, they have it as the biggest thing in the world, you know, in churches and otherwise. Um, Have you actively been, being how religious our country is, have you actively been like a church person? Yes, I have. Actually, I grew up in the church. My mother is the youth pastor of my church, of the church that I went to. I even got baptized before I found this part of me. And I, even after discovering this part of me, I was still very active in my church life. I was the youth evangelist of my church for majority of that time um it's about two three years now since i stopped going church of my own volition but i was very active in church okay so do you feel as if being or not being or stop going to church Like, do you feel church was a part of your identity and having the church openly against homosexuality if, you know, you you felt out of place not not having church as a part of yourself anymore? I wouldn't consider my sexuality the reason why I stopped going to church. It had a lot of factors for everything else. And... There were things that were very contradicting to me in the church life outside of that, why I personally stopped going to church. Um, So I I honestly wouldn't, even though I know they were against it, I wouldn't say that was the driving factor for me not wanting to go to church. Oh, I get it. Because I know that a lot of people when they realize that they have feelings to the same gender, they question themselves. And then the church that has been a major part of you and how you have been socialized and having that part of your identity taken from you is a lot to fight with. And even you don't even have to be homosexual for that to happen to you because I had to go through that phase knowing that, you know, sex out of marriage is wrong and, how they try to police what we do in a specific way that my first experience, sexual experience, and I know I'm getting personal, but my first experience and my couple first experience is I cried because I literally felt that I was doing something completely wrong. And I had to, I, I actually don't know how I get out of it, but I think I read a lot of self-help books to kind of help me on my self-discovery. So it's not even about liking the same sex gender. Christianity in itself can have a lot of positive and negative influences on the mind and how you, you know, conduct yourself as a person. And even it takes away, it sometimes takes away from your own individuality and who you are as a person because you're actively thinking that, oh, I need to do what is right and I need to be this person because 
you know, the church wants me to be this person and it's, it can be chaotic. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that is one of the reasons I left, not because of the sexuality, but the other aspects of my life was being shunned as well, um, all, including my active sexual life. Because I, you know, you've known me for years and yeah. you've known my stories. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a part of it. Um, so, with all of that added, compounding together, when I realized that part of myself would is not being forthcoming in church, it just made me pull away and so not chucking it up to any one specific thing there is a many different part of myself that caused me to pull away from it i understand that but aren't there any beliefs or any part of it that you still carry with yourself today because i still have some you know because that's how we are socialized i've been going to church from i was one or even before that, till I was, what, 21? So I do have some of the morals that I take with me, some good morals that is good to have. So do you have, like, some yes. set morals that, you know, you wouldn't deviate from at all? Yes, I do have a lot of set morals that I personally won't deviate from because even though I am not going to church, one still living in a Christian household, still believing in um, God, I still hold myself to certain things that I, that I would not give up um, from church. Um, certain Christian values I, I hold on to because they are a part of me and a part of who I am. So I'm not going to say because I have one, I'm going to throw away the other. There are oh, certain okay. so there are certain aspects of my Christian life that I still carry with me. Oh, so what what are those aspects? What are some of those aspects? Um, some of the aspects that I still carry along with me are one is my faith in God. I mm -hmm. still have that. I also, I carry around some of the more minor things um, like prior. Prior is a huge part of my life. Um, I, when it comes, I ensure to pray before any major or even minor things I do give thanks and because, and I acknowledge, um, I acknowledge when there are divine favors that still are provided. Not only that, because I still have the church as a part of my life, when I feel the time is right, I still go back to church because oh. I because it's still a part of me, even though it's not something that I actively do every Sunday, when I feel the need to, I will go to church. Okay. 
I don't think I will be going back any so- anytime soon, to be honest, because with my experiences, you know that everybody experiences different and I have never really feel a type of love that I'm looking for in the church. I don't know if your case is, is where you grew up in that one church. But it's, I would consider it, it would be the latter. For me, growing up in the one church, in essence. Um, for me, um, in my very younger days, I mean, as a child, um, when I had original, when I was born and grew up in St. and very young, there was one church that I went to. Um, that was the church where my mother got baptized that's the church where my grandmother went and that church was a part of me until I moved to town Um, and after moving to town my mother and my grandmother moved my grandmother and mother started attending another church and that church that we started attending to became my church that I started living in that church that's the church I got baptized and we might visit other churches but Sunday over Sunday it's just that one church okay I understand so so it is um that church is almost like a second family to me even though they don't know the other aspects of my life (laughs) They still are like a second family to me. So that's why when I feel feel it's right, I would visit the church. Okay, I understand. And do you feel any type of way having to hide um, your true self when time or when you go to church? That was my part of coming out. Do you feel like you have to hide yourself or do you feel like you're not being true to who you are when you go to church? Honestly, I, I can't say I feel any type of way because I've learned somewhat to, um, how to uh, compartmentalize myself. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to church, everything in that moment is about church. I stop thinking about everything outside of church. I use that moment as my moment to be a part of church. So I honestly wouldn't say I feel any way going there um, because of that. Um, And I don't feel like I'm hiding anything because just as I haven't told my family here at home, I don't think it's a a necessity to tell Mm -hmm. them there as well so I just leave it as is okay I understand because I was going to ask you if they know or if your family know oh um family no I of my entire family both on my mother's and father's side I think only my only my two sisters know and both of them live in Canada. And oh. I doubt they have told anyone from their side of the family. So my family has no idea. From, from my perspective, I don't know if any of them might have heard somewhere else, but 
from my perspective, none of them know. Okay, okay, okay. Because I know how hard that can be. And I have, a, I have, you know, seen some very drastic things happen to people who are gay in Jamaica where the parents keep, not even just in Jamaica, predominantly in the black community or overall. Because in Jamaica here, I feel like a lot of, a lot of adults, they grow their kids to be a representation of who they wanted to be but did not get the chance to be. So when you deviate from that, a problem, loan problem, is like they have this set expectation for you that you should do this and you should do that and you should be that. And when you're not that or when it turns out that you are a bit different, not even just sexuality-wise, but career path, personality, you know, it's, it's catastrophic. Yeah. That, that is true and I think it's for me I think it's one of my personal strength and it's myself my sense of self and identity after figuring out who I was I stopped allowing persons to um, impose their view on me um, in the sense that if I believe that this is something that I am and would do, I'm not going to make your belief of what you think I am stop me from doing what I know I am. Yeah, that's a, that's a good belief to have. And that's very strong of you because sometimes I find myself wanting to appease the crowd, not please them, but just wanting to be like them per se for a lack of better term in order to keep the peace because i've had situations where people are just not open-minded to certain things so yeah yeah that issue um for me when it because of that as i say comp- compartmentalizing myself meaning that depending on the crowd that i'm around I choose how I behave. I choose the I choose the face that I want to show them, um, just to keep the peace. When it comes on to how I express myself around my friends, compared to around persons I don't know or have in a different category, I. I would change a few mannerism and things that I would speak about. Um, and not even set change, but more just decide that, okay, this is not the crowd to talk about this in. And I just keep that to myself. Talk about what is relevant to that conversation and that crowd that I'm in. So being like that, um, it allows me to be who I am without compromising myself. In other words? Uh, in other words, it means that I, I flow and fit in, any, in almost any and every group um, because I enjoy so many different things and I know how to leave what a group is to be not be what a group wants but 
be myself in the light of the group. So, for instance, if I'm around a bunch of business, if I'm around a group of business persons, I would act in a business manner. I'll keep certain aspects, certain parts of my private life out of that to say that this is the person, I can be this person because on this platform, this is how I am. I know how to respect persons, how to um, give the kind of respect they are looking for. But then at the same time with another group of persons, because I know that they are more open-minded and to that set, I will still talk about business if needs be, but I'm free to express other aspects of my life because those persons are understanding of that aspect or a part of that aspect of my life. Yeah, so there is a time and place for everything and even the Bible tell you that there's a time and place for everything. I don't like referencing the Bible, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah. That's that's one thing that everybody should know that there's a time and place for everything because you don't wear a bad suit to a business meeting. That is true. That <laughs> is yeah. true. Um, do you feel that being bisexual gives you a more um what what would I call it now? Does it give you an advantage than being full on gay like just not attracted to females at all i wouldn't say there is an advantage or disadvantage of being um bisexual um actually i do wish to correct that point because i haven't been around you guys mostly i don't consider myself directly bisexual anymore i'm more pansexual i don't think I don't even remember what pansexuality is. Okay, um, that means that gender is not an issue to me. I like people for people. Um, It don't matter what you are or who you were, if you choose to change that. None of that matters. I get you. None of that matters to me. As long as you're a person that I love your company, I love the kind of person you are, how you treat me or other persons, I will vibe with you. And when it comes to it, if I am sexually attracted to you, I won't let what society consider your gender to be, to be a determining factor for me. Oh, I understand yeah. now. So it's just like generally being attracted to people, whether you're man, what do you represent as man, woman, transgender, whatever, yeah. non-binary? Yes. Yeah, I understand that. And what has it been like dating in a country like Jamaica? Because I, I represent as heterosexual and let me tell you it's awful dating is awful i hate it i'm glad i'm not dating right now because i just i can't do it Mm-mm. all right <laughs> dating in a country like jamaica being um being pansexual honestly i find it somewhat freeing at times but there are times when 
it feels very isolated um, as there are, I've gone through this so often where I would meet persons who that I would like, and this is mostly from the female gender. I would meet persons that I like and after, um, after telling them of my sexuality, it, I always get somewhat in that zone called the quote-unquote gay best friend. Oh. It happens a bit too often and it gets a bit annoying at times because they, they tend to forget that a part of it means that I like their gender as well. I get what you're saying. I was watching a video that explained why that happens. You see, when it comes to same sex gender, when it comes to females, lesbians, whatever they call themselves or whatever they represent as, when it comes to that, it is more so accepted mostly because men find pleasure in it. So it's mostly, a lot of people see um, lesbians or bisexual women as you know, being something that men would want or trying to gauge male attention. Some people even see it as a phase. So because it's getting all of this male attention and all of this pleasure, there's a, cause you know what they say about bisexual women that, you know, the men can have a threesome, whatever they want. They believe that it is so. So because of that, and because of the excess male attention that they get from being this type of person it is more so accepted than the male like in other male yeah if you understand what i'm saying yeah that's the main reason why a lot of males will get pushed back because they're bisexual versus a female doesn't really get the amount of pushback that a male gets yeah because of the male attention that comes with it and we kind of do live in a man's world so uh, that is that is true um and because of that um there are certain times that i would instead of declaring it i would just be myself and let them assume for I would let most persons assume um, I'm heterosexual for the most part until I feel comfortable that you are comfortable with me as a person, not because of my sexuality, but be comfortable with me as a person before I let you know my sexuality. And it, and what, what taught me that was the first group of friends that I ever came out to. There, those those persons they they sat me down when they found out, and what they said to me actually shook me to the core to realize that we have some really good people here in Jamaica. After sitting me down, they all looked at me and was like, we're not mad because you are bisexual. 
we're just mad because you didn't tell us first and we had to find out from someone else. And to this day, those people are still my best set of friends, friends that I talk to almost every day, hang out with. Um, one of them I consider my best friend to, from now till the end of the earth. <laughs> and I would do anything for, for that guy. And we're just friends because we enjoyed our company before this came out. And after this came out, it didn't change who I was. And they saw that the same person that they were talking to before they found out is the same person they're talking to afterwards. And it just phased out. And even at times, some of them even forget. Um, just forget it because it's not that relevant. Um, so... A, a person's sexuality shouldn't be a relevant factor when it comes on to making friends. I think it should be something to consider when you are um, dating. Because that's the only time it matters, literally. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think I'm... it should only be considered when you're dating, not when you're just trying to make friends. Exactly. It's it's crazy though, because I still find it weird that people give a shit about who you're sleeping with and whatever and what you identify as. It really doesn't matter, and I wish people would see that. Yeah, I really hope that we could come to a consensus where that is the case, but we'll just have but to no, wait and see. That ain't gonna happen, boo. Not yeah. for now, at least. But I am so happy that you have the support and the community that you have because a lot of a lot of boys, men, probably don't have that. And they probably feel trapped because they can't even be themselves completely with the people that they love and the people that they value, you know? Yeah. Um, and truth is, before I came out to them, I found it stifling. Before I told my friends who I was, what I like, I found it very stifling talking to them on a day-to-day -day basis. And this was for about two years. Wow. I mean, meaning that uh, things would come up in conversation. And because I wasn't sure of their stance, many times I bit my tongue just not to say anything that I think would have caused backlash then. And mm -hmm. after that, after coming out to them and realizing that they are understanding and accepting, from time to time, um, my sexuality becomes the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's, it's a joke in the sense that everyone, including myself, laughs at it enjoys the enjoys the joke and move on with our life because it's not the end all to everything okay okay that's great and i'm glad as i said before that you have a community because let's be honest this is jamaica they're not very supportive in anything at all <laughs> to be true. honest that so, is true 
it's very stifling living in a society like this, but we have to do what we have to do to get where we want to go. Yes, that is true. So before time catches up on us and we won't be able to end properly, I want to thank you again for coming. Thank you for sharing your experiences. I'm so sorry that you didn't have a camera, but you know, <laughs> we we're able to make it work anyway. And sure. We will talk. We will talk. Definitely. Um, and if at any point you want to bring me back, hopefully by then I should have a camera. I'll be more than happy to do a second interview for you. Because, come on, you're my Anna Banana. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. I yes. appreciate it so much. You're welcome. All right. Okay. And thanks for being on the Banana Show. <laughs> no problem. Oh,